All right, good morning. It is Wednesday, April 15th, tax day for us here in the States. For those that pay our taxes and pay them on time. My name is Brian J. This is the program podcast for this Wednesday morning uh, with a heavy schedule this week and uh, my wife working in tax land. Uh, last night's show wasn't going to happen and uh, so I'm doing just a short little recap of a couple things going on on my drive into the office this morning and I should have this up sometime sometime very shortly. So uh, over the weekend I had the privilege to attend WrestleRama 21 for Michigan Wrestling Organization. Uh, I know because of the Michigan indie scene being kind of fractured, the, I, I understand that some groups up in Michigan kind of badmouth MWO and say not to go see them for various reasons. Um, I, I know several of the wrestlers, we've talked to them on this show, and uh, I went to go see them on Sunday with Richard. And it was an awesome show. So, you know, what I've heard this about the wrestling business, but it's also coincidentally how I live my life. I do not treat other people how I hear that they treat other people. I, my opinion of people, the way I interact with people is based on how they are with me. You know, I've got some friends that some people probably don't like very much. And I'm not going to like everything they do, but they treat me just fine. If someone walks up and says, man, that guy's an asshole, to me, you know, maybe you guys just don't get along. That's just my philosophy. So I take that stance in my personal life, but also, you know, I went up, I saw an awesome show on Sunday. Now, every indie show is going to have some things you don't like, but up in Birch Run at the Expo Center, there was... I heard somewhere around 450 people. Just by a rough count when Richard and I first got there, just estimating based on you know how many seats were in our rows and the VIP tables they had set up, um, our rough count was 375, 400. Easily 425, 450 at an indie show. So congratulations to everyone involved. Really had a good time. The fans were loud and just into it. I know that MWO is probably going to have a DVD release of the show sometime. So if you go to uh, MWOonline.net, I believe it is, or search Michigan Wrestling Organization MWO on Facebook, uh, look for that. Or you can contact any of the wrestlers that we've had on the show: Fat Tony, Ricky Cartier, John Campbell, uh, uh, Laura Phoenix. Jacob Mercury, anyone I'm forgetting, I apologize, just off the top of my head, but um, you can reach out to any of them and find out when that's going to be available as well. So check it out, and don't go into an indie show with a pre uh, preconceived notion. Now, I've heard some people say some things about MWO and what you'll see there, and you know I've seen far worse on other indie shows that friends of mine have worked on. You know, had a good time; it was a really good show. Jack Price with the heart-stopping moments of the night, more than one, in a cage match. Moon sawed off a cage. I posted the video that the Pope, Brandon Brownson, check out his YouTube channel, his Facebook, for his blog. And he, 
uh, took some really cool ringside footage of Jack Price's moonsault. It's really awesome, and I posted it up on our program page. So, J Jack Price, uh, <laughs> what an ath what an amazing athlete! It's a privilege to watch him. I didn't get to really watch much of him at the IWE show a couple months ago, but he, just a just a tremendous athlete, very charismatic, just talented, talented guy. Ricky and Tony Cartier broke each other's noses if we're going at it so hard. Ricky broke out some Japanese stuff. John Campbell, human horror show. Whenever he's out there, he amazes me. He's just always on. He's always intense, always going. And he stands out because of it, so. Mr. Positive got his head shaved. Just so, so much good stuff that happened, so uh, check him out. But Raw from England this week. Uh, WWE, man, I, I got to give it to him. Even John Cena. Um, I, the more, the, the farther along we go, the more I appreciate John Cena. You know, he ain't my favorite wrestler. Not my favorite uh, promo and certainly not my favorite gimmick or character. But just the, the farther on we go and the more we see him, the more I, I just like the guy and appreciate. You know, coming out and... and Talking to the crowd, I thought he was going to do the same old hokey, ah, well, you guys boo me, but I love you. But he was just like, you know what, we don't get along, and that's fine, but guess what? You guys want wrestling, that's what we're going to give you. Bring out my next opponent, now comes Bad News Barrett. And the crowd, and I may have been wrong, and they may have, I've heard they've been messing with, like, the crowd, uh, the audio from the crowd suppressing the boos and piping in cheers and stuff like that for certain guys, but uh, the crowd didn't seem that, after the matchup that they saw, the crowd didn't seem that mad that John Cena beat Barrett, so uh, great reactions for all, of, obviously all the hometown people, but just a great night of wrestling. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like this huge can't-miss show if you're not a wrestling fan, but then again, that goes to Bob Cook's point a couple months ago, not everything in wrestling has to be a, a fucking religious experience. It doesn't have to be a life-altering experience. You just you watch it for enjoyment, to be entertained, and take it for what it is. And that's exactly what the show was. It was just entertaining. It was good wrestling and uh, a fun, fun night. But some more news coming out of uh, coming out of WWE. They've been talking about WWE manipulating merchandise to keep certain guys' sales up and certain guys' sales down. Now, whether that's a ploy to punish people, to take money out of their pocket, to punish them, to keep them in check, or which we've heard certain tactics before them doing, uh, punishment. Roddy Piper lived in Portland, Oregon. After a huge show, he was burned, you know, pretty tired. He was supposed to have a show in Portland, and then he was going to have like three days off before his next show thought, oh, that's great. I'll go home. I'll have a day off because I don't really have to travel. I'll wrestle in Portland. And then I'll be home another two days before I got to fly out. And then when he got his tickets, this is Portland, Maine. So, of course, um, they do th certain things to put you in check. And uh, that might be the reason that they do that. I know over at MLW Radio, they broke story that when CM Punk was on top that you know there were 
you know, five or six John Cena t-shirt options and they were all over the, the stands at the concessions. And then you go to get a CM Punk t-shirt and they're nowhere to be found or there's one or two sizes. Well, someone in the UK at one of the shows this week tweeted to Randy Orton. Said, why are the only youth, I think he said small and medium, but why are the only youth t-shirts available John Cena? My son wanted a Randy Orton shirt. None could be found. Why is John Cena the only option for kids to wear? Something to that extent. And Randy Orton just pretty much said, he tweeted something, people say cryptic, I don't know if I like that word, but, uh, you know, give something a chance or something. It was something kind of sarcastic. But he did say, that's a good question. You know, for those in charge. So obviously, it can be explained away saying, well, John Cena's t-shirts are the most, they're the highest selling, so there's most demand for it, so they want to make sure they have plenty there. Well, yeah, you can say that, but I've been to plenty of wrestling shows over the years where they have just tons and tons and tons of merchandise. So, I think it's lending some, some credence to the notion that you know, again, WWE has their guys that they want to present, and that's fine. Every every band needs a frontman. I think Chris Jericho or John Cena said that on their their show the other week or so. You know, every band needs a frontman, and just because a guy's a great singer or a great guitarist or a great drummer uh, or great percussion or great whatever doesn't mean that he's going to be the leader of the band. The leader of the band, like, uh, there's a reason that when David Lee Roth left Eddie, you know, left Van Halen, that Eddie Van Halen didn't step up. I mean, the fucking band's named after him and his brother. There's a reason that they didn't step into that role and become the head of the band, the lead singer, the front man. They hired Sammy Hagar. So I, I understand that. But at the same time, when you've got guys coming up and they're doing media saying the company only wants this one person to succeed or they don't want this certain group of people to succeed, then you see the crowd, you know, just really feeling it and getting hot for them. Um, you know, maybe when another act is kind of stale. I'm not saying that Daniel Bryan or CM Punk or, and Richard and I talked about this weekend on the road, I'm not saying that CM Punk should have been the face of the WWE. But with WWE trying to serve so many masters, they don't, they shouldn't want just one face of the WWE. You know, look at, the, look at comics. I know, you know a lot of wrestling fans have crossover with comics. Superman is maybe the most iconic or the most popular superhero of all time. Everyone knows Superman. Most people know Batman. Batman, I don't think reaches or, or connects with quite as many people on a casual, it's like Batman is your CM Punk. He's, he's dark, he's brooding, you know, 
he's not for truth, justice, in the American way. He's about, you know, his his code. You know, whether or not it's completely moral, he sticks to his guns, and he usually does what's right. He does what he feels right, which sometimes can make him kind of a heel, sometimes makes him a baby face. But it's that, that other side of the coin where he's never going to connect with all of the people that Superman could probably connect with. You know, more people want to be Superman but can't. He can do anything. He can fly, he's got super strength, super speed, x-ray vision, all this stuff. But you can't be Superman. Everyone would like to be probably Superman at some point. Or think it'd be cool to be Superman or like to hang out with Superman. And Batman's kind of a dick. I don't think anyone wants to really... Who wants to be a kid who watches his parents... <laughs> he's super rich, he has no friends, but he watches his parents get murdered and grows up with just this disdain and this chip on his shoulder, this jaded outlook. You know, who wants to be that miserable, lonely, rich asshole, right? But I think that comic book fans, metal fans, people who aren't, you know, the average everyday person is probably going to identify with Superman. The other will identify with CM Punk. And sometimes with, you know, with WWE, they want to go with the all-American type person. Or the one who's going to get the most people that are not wrestling fans to watch the product. But there's no reason you can't have, I think as Richard said this weekend, I'm going to try to get the audio up, but most of it was just not usable. There was too much noise. And, uh, like, like Richard said, he could have been this generation's Roddy Piper. You know, he could talk. He could cut those scathing promos. He could cut you to the bone when you let him go. Um, he could get it done in the ring enough. He can work with everybody. And he's dependable. Was dependable. And, uh, you know, he doesn't need to be... Maybe he wouldn't allow himself being this generation's Roddy Piper. Maybe he wanted more than just being the Intercontinental Champion or the U.S. Champion or the uh, second fiddle to whoever the, the top babyface was. But there's no reason that, you know, they couldn't say, okay, well, John Cena is not working right now. He's, he's doing well, but we need to change things up a bit. You know, I know they kept him on top for 400 days or so, but the focus was still on Cena for the most part. So that may sound a little hypocritical on my part, but I think they could have kept that dynamic. I think they could have done the Hogan Piper thing, where they were feuding, feuding, feuding. He turned super heel. They were, you know, really at each other's throats. They were the opposite of each other. And then they break apart. They do their own things. Maybe there's a babyface turn for Punk. They come back together almost as an alliance. Uh, could you imagine CM Punk and John Cena versus the Authority? I think it would have done, you know, it did great numbers, but I think it would have done even bigger. You know, and then, you know, work together, work apart, then come back together again as a feud. I mean, they could have done that for 10 years. But, you know, so go things, right?
In other wrestling news, uh, the injured Uso, I can't remember the name, I read the article late last night, uh, I believe it was Jay Uso, might be Jimmy, I'm not sure, uh, will be out of action for about six months due to the injury that he suffered right before WrestleMania. And the last piece I wanted to cover was some news coming out of, I believe it was the SmackDown tapings yesterday from England, a group of, it looked like they were bloggers or web content providers, whatever, these douchebags, they decided, there's like five or six of them, that during the SmackDown show, during a tag team match, they stormed the ring and started like wrestling each other in the ring and grandstanding on the ropes, you know, before security took them down. And this is another thing that, as a wrestling fan from, I've been watching, again, I was born in 87, I've been watching since 89, and, and seriously watching since 89, just religiously. I got hooked on it when I was like two and a half, and I had all the toys and stuff. But, um, Watching it from that long, I remember, you know, all the instances of stupid fans trying to get in the ring and trying to be cute and interrupt the guys. Not only is it fucking disrespectful to do that and just been rude, but it's dangerous. Uh, there's a, a great video online that I, maybe I'll, maybe because of this, I'll post. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Uh, look out for the next day or two. Can't promise it's going to be right away. But in the next day or two, look for a, a YouTube video from us of when, <laughs> when crashing the ring goes wrong. You know, these guys are lucky. These guys are lucky that uh, they, that they didn't get their asses whooped. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some video together showing some of the instances where people just got their asses handed to them. I might send it to him and say, you guys are lucky WWE is publicly traded because if this was 10 or 15 years ago, your face would look like hamburger meat right now. So, oh my God, I just sounded like, <laughs> man, it's too early for me to be doing this. Uh, I was up late, way too late last night. Um, <laughs> just sounded like Buffalo Bill from Sound to the Lambs. Oh, wait, 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 was she a great big fat person? Uh, some of you may recognize that. <laughs> she puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, okay, yeah, look for that video. I'm going to probably um, tweet, tweet them the link just to uh, let them know how lucky they are that they live in this sanitized PG PC world that we live in today because they should have gotten their asses whooped. Ugh. Assholes. Anyway, um, that's it for today. I'm at my destination and there's not a whole lot going on other than that. Uh, the UK crowd, although they were um, obviously loud, it wasn't as it wasn't as notorious as it usually is. It was just more enjoyable. They, they were popping for great wrestling and stuff, so there wasn't a lot of controversy other than you know, the merchandise note and the uh, and those fucktards storming the ring. So, my name is Brian J. 
we are back to our regularly scheduled programming next week, and if I can cobble together some of the useful or the usable audio from the WrestleRama road trip, I'm going to put a, a special um, a road trip edition of the program podcast up in the next couple days. So uh, again, check out MWL online. Find out when you can catch WrestleRama 21 on DVD. I would suggest buying it. If you're a fan of wrestling and you want to support indie wrestling, um, you know, at least check them out. Good show. And again, there's um, any indie show is going to have a match or two that you probably don't like. You're going to see some people on there that you probably don't think, you know, maybe they're not your cup of tea. But the majority of that card was just, it was a great card. There was a lot of great matches, um, and I was pleasantly surprised. So my name is Brian J. This is the program.